This is the Detroit Sports Podcast Network. All right, everyone, we welcome in Jake Chapman on a breaking news Tuesday. The Detroit Pistons wheeling and dealing before they kick off the second half of the year after the All-Star break. Rumors came out earlier Tuesday that the Pistons were looking to trade Brandon Jennings and Ursan Ilyasova to the Orlando Magic for Tobias Harris. Jake, how are you today? I'm good. How are you? Oh, I'm doing good. Good news, man. I was just talking with a lot of the guys here on the podcast network regarding the trade deadline being Thursday, how the Pistons looked after being 27 and 27. We thought, okay, some moves probably needed to be made. And when the news broke that we picked up Tobias Harris, news seems to be positive all around the league. Yeah, I think this is a good move. Um, I was wondering if they would have really the, the want to to make a big deal like this to shake up the core a little bit. Um, but they didn't really shake up the core. I mean, if you think about what the future is going to look like, it's going to look like Reggie and Andre at the one and five, and your perimeter spots are going to are going to feature Kentavious Caldwell Pope and Stanley Johnson. Um, but I, I, I think everything else was sort of up for grabs. So, you know, I was just talking earlier today on the air about okay, where do they upgrade right now? If they want to upgrade the team within the next, you know, 365 days. What do they do? Because, um, you know, the idea of just waiting for Reggie and Andre and Contavious and, and Stanley to develop, sometimes it's not good enough, especially if you're on trade deadline. You know, everybody wants a quick fix. So um, this is a move that I think you upgrade your core, you get a, a better, especially within the ISO game on offense. I mean, Tobias Harris is a guy you hand the ball to and he goes and he gets you a bucket. So you're able to add that type of guy. Yes, you add the salary. He's at about 16 mil for the next three seasons, um, but without giving up any of your core pieces, without giving up a future first-round pick, really all you're giving up right now is financial flexibility. Obviously, Ilyasova has been good this year, but um, you know he's not going to get much better. I think we know about how good Ersan Ilyasova is going to be, and I think Brandon Jennings, his days were numbered just because of his contract situation. You assume he was going to go elsewhere and try to find a starting gig, so seems to me the Pistons turned um, some scrap metal into some gold today if, if this deal goes through, and obviously we're still waiting on confirmation. But good young player like Tobias Harris, 23 years old, um, good feature piece in an offense. I think the Pistons hit a home run. Now, had the Pistons not made a move and not upgraded, do you think they would have had a chance to make a playoff push? I mean, we saw some struggles on defense. We saw a little bit of inconsistency in the last stretch of games there. They they went into the All-Star break 27-27. and 27. Do you think the Pistons, had they not improved, had a chance to make that playoff spot, maybe at a 7th or 8th seed? Yeah, absolutely I do. I think, um, I, I think what you saw before the break is you saw a pretty beat-up team. I mean, obviously when Polk got injured, that made a big difference, and, and that injury could very well have been just kind of, you know, a collection of other injuries just sort of piling up. Um, I think Reggie Jackson's play before the break was pretty indicative that he was banged up. He told us before the last game um, last Wednesday, I got about enough left in the tank for one more game. And they ended up being sick on Wednesday night, that last game before the break against the Nuggets. So I think certainly when you look at the backcourt, Marcus Morris is well playing more minutes than he's played um, at 80 point in his career. I think they were kind of a tired team. So my whole thing was, look, let's, Let's see what it looks like on the other side of the break. Um, you get a little bit of rest. You come back and you start defending like you were doing earlier in the season. I think you're all set for a playoff run. I think certainly this helps. Sometimes making a move around this time of year, um, it, it can be kind of a detriment. It sets you back a little bit, just sort of you know upsetting the chemistry a bit. Guys have to figure out how to play with Tobias Harris now and how to play without Brandon Jennings coming off the bench and without Ursan Eliasova in the starting lineup. Um, but with that said, I mean, a nine-game homestand, 
to end the month of March, I've been saying all year, if they're hanging around 500, if they're right there uh, in the playoff picture heading into that homestand uh, that begins in mid-March, then they'd be in good in good shape in terms of the playoff picture. So I think they had a shot at it. I think this, you know, I to be honest with you, I'm not sure this changes the outlook this year because I think they are going to have to string together a couple wins. I think they're going to have to hold off Charlotte, um, certainly. And I, I actually I kind of think Washington's going to make a charge here late as they get healthy as well. Um, so, yeah, I think bringing Tobias Harris in does. It, it, you are going to have a little bit of an adjustment period and not much time to do it. Um, but with that said, I think it's certainly a good move for the future, and I don't think it um, necessarily jeopardizes your playoff chances this year at all. I think it's still going to be close. Now, Jake is a great follow on Twitter, at Chapman1051. You uh, commented on uh, Sam Esfandiari's tweet regarding the youth of this team. When you look at it, Reggie Jackson, 25. KCP, 22. Stanley Johnson, 19. Tobias Harris, only 23. Andre Drummond, 22. And what looks like to be a uh, a young core that could do some damage in the future. What do you think of this young core now being built by Stan Van Gundy? Yeah, I mean, see, that's the whole thing. Like, I, I think the beauty of it is you look around and you just see teams that you feel like are sort of pressured into making a move. And Stan is not getting any pressure from Mr. Gorris. He's not getting pressure from ownership. Even the idea of making the playoffs this year, which we all know will go a really long way in terms of rejuvenating this uh, this fan base, that's not. Um, he doesn't have pressure on him to do that either. So to me, this is the way to do it properly. John. I mean, you're building a core of players under the age of 25 who are going to be able to grow together, and you're not saying we got to make the playoffs this year. You're not even saying we got to make the playoffs next year. And obviously – It'd be a big disappointment if they do. But having a group of kids, 25, 26, and under, um, who you know are going to be able to grow together, and obviously maybe you make a move here or there, that's the way to do it. That's what Golden State did. That's what Oklahoma City did. And do you have Steph Curry or Kevin Durant? Maybe not, but not very many teams do. It doesn't happen where you fix your team overnight and you're good next season. It's just you know the, the amount of times that LeBron James switches cities or – um, you're able to make a trade in the same offseason for Kevin Garnett and Ray Allen. It just doesn't happen that way. You have to build it organically, and I think that's what Stan's trying to do, and I think the best part about it is that Mr. Gorris is giving him the time and the latitude to be able to do that. Okay, for those who don't know Tobias Harris's game, comes from Orlando. Speak on what he can do to help this Piston team really make that push in this next stretch of games coming after the All-Star break. Yeah, so here's the way I describe Tobias. First off, he's 23 years old. So when you bring him in contractually, you're taking on three years at about 16 mil a year. So, yes, he got his deal last summer. Yes, he's high priced. Um, but when you think about where the cap is going to go, having a starting small forward slash collar forward you know, that you're paying 16 mil to, that's not the end of the world. Um, at 23, this will be his third team. Um, he sort of fell out of favor Interestingly enough, with Scott Skiles originally in Milwaukee, who drafted him um, because he didn't rebound enough. Now, Tobias is a perimeter player. He's not your classic power forward. He's kind of your hybrid 3-4 type guy. He's very similar to Marcus Morris, except that he's a better offensive player. But when you think about this year, the way the Pistons have used Marcus Morris um, as kind of that, that secondary offense, you hand him the ball, um, a lot of times late in shot clocks, and you say, get us an ISO bucket, use that fadeaway jumper, um, on the low block to get us a bucket or that face-up game, that's what Tobias Harris does. So now you have a feature guy in ISO sets who's going to get you a good look. Um, his numbers are a little bit down this season, but largely his usage is down this season. I mean, Orlando added a lot of young talent and a lot of guys who like to shoot the basketball, 
Um, and that sort of took away from what Tobias is able to do. Not a great three-point shooter. He's 31% for his career, but last season he shot 36, which was by far um, the best year of his career in terms of shooting the three. So that's kind of a work in progress. Certainly they're going to want him to space the floor, but if you think back to those Orlando teams when they made their run with Stan Van Gundy, Dwight Howard in the middle, Jameer and Dwight running pick and roll just like Reggie and Andre do now, and then four spacers around him, a guy like Richard Lewis, that's what Tobias Harris is here to do. He's going to be a spot-up shooter. He's going to space the floor, and then he's also going to be able to take it down on the block, run ISO sets for him. And the other thing is, look, late in games, we know how it goes. You're going to get a, a, a contested long jumper late in games, which is how Paul Pierce made all of his money, which is how Dirk Nowitzki made all his money, how Joe Johnson made all his money. And Tobias Harris is a guy that late in games, it might not be the best-looking shot, um, but he's going to get you a, a fair look late in games when you need a long contested jumper um, in the closing minutes. And so I think Tobias Harris is a lot of what the Pistons lacked. I think he's a perfect fit. It's just a matter of whether or not he takes his game to the next level and whether or not the one thing he has to avoid is being a black hole on offense. When the ball comes to Tobias, a lot of times it goes up next, and Tobias is going to have to keep the ball moving um, and, and sort of fit in on the offensive side. But I think it's a home run, man. When you think about what they gave up, Brandon Jennings, who was probably on his way out, and Irsan Eliasova, who's been really good. I mean, you're going to have to replace um, his perimeter shooting, particularly uh, within that starting lineup. But, hey, he was going to make 8 mil next year, and that was the last year of his deal. So, Lord knows, between Brandon and Irsan Eliasova, they probably weren't too long uh, for the Pistons organization. And now you get another sort of cornerstone you can build around moving forward, a kid who is going to be 24 years old uh, this spring. So, Tobias Harris still has plenty of upside. In evaluating the Pistons season as a whole, a lot of people are speaking on and commenting on leadership with the Pistons. Do you think it's going to be incumbent upon guys like Reggie Jackson, Andre Drummond, to take this kind of team and make it their own night in, night out? You see the upside. We all see it. But what makes other teams great, like San Antonio, like Golden State, is they bring it night in, night out. And sometimes you're not seeing that with this group. Do you think that this Piston team is lacking leadership, or do you think it's incumbent upon those two guys to take that next step in becoming leaders of this team? Yeah, I think it, I think it kind of is lacking leadership, but I, I agree with everything you just said. I think it has to be Reggie and Andre. I mean, those are the corner pieces of your franchise. Reggie got his money last summer. Andre's going to get his this summer. Um, they're the two closest players you have to all-stars. Um, you know, the point guard always needs to be a leader on the floor no matter what. And I think you've seen a, a lot of, uh, for me anyways, I've seen a lot of positivity, but a positive reaction to that from Reggie Jackson. He wants that role. He's trying to grow into um, the leader within that locker room. Now, it's difficult, especially for a guy who hasn't been a starter for his whole career and who's only been here since last February. Um, you know, you don't just come up, show up and say, I'm the leader now. Um, you have to show it. You have to prove it. You have to earn the respect of your teammates. So I think Reggie is in the process of doing that. And I do think Andre, I mean, he's been here the longest. Uh, he knows more than anybody where this franchise has been and where it's trying to get. And he also is the only one right now um, who's an all-star, who's at that level. So obviously your best players need to be our leaders. Um, it's pretty obvious that, you know, there are different ways to lead a team. Um, it doesn't always have to be vocal. But I do think, you know, the Pistons expect those two guys to lead the team moving forward. And then, again, you add some pieces around a guy like Tobias, who, you know, I covered him for just one year before I left Orlando. Uh, Tobias is a really good kid. He's uh, he, he, he grew up around um, NBA players. His, he's got relationships with, like, George Gervin and a lot of older guys. Uh, his father was an agent 
back in the day. So Tobias grew up in that environment. He's a New York kid. Uh, he's very, very religious-based. Um, he's he, he's a pretty responsible cat for 23 years old. He's not out there, um, you know, causing any problems off the floor. So I think he's another nice piece that you bring in and you say, look, this is going to be your franchise in two, three years. The guys like him, the guys like Stanley, to Reggie and Andre, and you just count on the fact that they turn in uh, to really good players and they turn into really good guys as well as they approach the the primes of their careers. Jake Chapman, thank you for your time. You can hear Jake Chapman's one-on-one special on our podcast network. Jake is the pre- and post-game host of the Pistons, Detroit Sports 105.1. They kick off the second half of the season. I believe it's against the Wizards Friday night, 9 p.m.? Yes, sir, Friday night, Washington. There you go. Thank you, Jake. I appreciate your time. Follow him on Twitter, at Chapman1051, friend of the podcast. You can hear him on Detroit Sports 105.1 as well. Thanks, Jake. All right, guys.